live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. hard time finding live from America. Uh, this is why I have been working so hard uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks to get everybody to go and sign up and follow me on all of the other social media platforms because we always have to be ready for when somebody decides that what you say is not what the world should hear. So I encourage you to please do me the favor, uh, copy the links on the social media platforms, copy it from Rumble, uh, copy it from the podcast, send them out there, share them out there just as you would the live video as if we were on YouTube or anywhere else. So thank you guys so very much for doing that. But we do, um, we are having people uh, day by day uh, email and say, hey, where are you? Oh, I just found you. I just found you on Rumble. Yep, so we do have some some sites that we are never in danger of being kicked off of, you know, and, and, and that's the craziest thing about it is, is, like I said yesterday, you'll find people, you'll find videos of the most horrendous things on YouTube right now, but God forbid you be a white Christian conservative, because you then... But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, today is April 21st, year of our Lord, 2021. It is 5 p.m. Eastern time on the uh, from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And uh, boy, I got a good show for you today. I got a great show for you today, actually. Um, but before we even begin, before we start, I want to thank you all so very much for the support you're giving me, especially in times like this when we got to, uh, like I said earlier, uh, be water and we have to be able to uh, change course and change direction at a moment's notice. But the good news is, is I've been working all day today and I will work through this week and while I'm on the bus uh, going from Atlanta to Texas to make sure that we are ready to go uh, come May for digital TV and for all the other platforms that I promised you we'd be on. The, the, the problem is, is nowadays, digital TV, all those platforms like the Roku, the Fire Stick, the um, you know Apple TV, all that, even Vimeo, if you want to actually do your show on there, they cost. So it's just about prioritizing and it's just about making sure where we're getting our biggest bang for our buck and where we're not going to be censored from so that we can have a free market constitutional show for you from here until the end of time or until I kick the bucket or whatever. So let's give some live special shout outs. And if you notice at the bottom of the screen on the ticker with the scrolling text that's going across, you'll see that I started adding special shout outs to that ticker. Cindy and Lindell Gore Sr., I want to thank you so very much for all the Bibles that you sent. And what was really incredible was the letter that you sent me. Ladies and gentlemen, Cindy and Lindell Gore Sr., Lindell Gore, I would believe he would be the senior, but Cindy and Lindell, they sent me a bunch of Bibles. Now, I'm tell- I already know Bibles are not cheap. Bibles are very expensive, especially the amount of Bibles that some of you are sending. And I just want to thank you so, so very much for doing this. Um, we're stacking them up. We're inventorying uh, all of every single one of them, and we're putting them in categories. And by the time we have that uh, directory up on the new website, there's go- you're, we won't have a shortage, which is going to be amazing. But Lindell and, and Cindy, they served during, before, during, and after 
the fall of the Berlin Wall. So they were there to see it all. They served the U.S. Army and they were there to see it all before, during, and after of the Berlin Wall coming down. So I'm sure they have some incredible stories that they can share with all of us. And I'm sure they share them with their kids. And I don't know how old they are, but I'm assuming they must, uh, they at least have kids. Maybe they have grandkids. I don't know. That's just me assuming. And we all know what happens when you assume. But Cindy and Lindell Gore Sr., thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd also like to thank Debbie Camara. Now, I know I thanked her yesterday, but me and my wife, we opened those gifts that you sent us. I want to just thank you so very much for the books, the devotionals. They're amazing. The presents that you sent for me, I will be utilizing them. I will be taking them on my trip with me this weekend. And I just want to thank you so much. And I know my wife is very, very ecstatic of the presents that she got. So thank you. We appreciate it more than you know. And I also want to say thank you to you, Debbie, for your service as a nurse. Because you know what? It's... Uh, whether you're serving as a nurse, whether you're serving as a first responder for um, you know, EMTs or, or, or firefighters or anything, you are serving mankind and you're doing God's work to help people. And I want to thank you for that. Kathy Pesta, I want to thank you for the Action Bibles. Those Action Bibles are phenomenal. My son actually has one of those, so I'm very familiar with it. And they are wonderful Bibles for kids. So when we put the directory up uh, for the Bibles... We will make sure that we have a kid section in there for like a kid, you know, for anybody, any kid who reads graphic novels or comic books. It's very similar to something like that. It's very easy for them to, the, to read. And it's very, uh, not only very educational, but it's very entertaining, right? The Action Bibles. And I know they're expensive and I just want to thank you so very much. By the way, we are working tonight on getting up all of the American businesses on the directory. So that will be out very, very shortly. And I want to thank you for your patience and all of you who have sent me your businesses or maybe friends of yours had businesses that you wanted to get up on this directory. And I just want to thank you so very much for all of those because we're going to be working on those tonight. Okay. I also want to thank Jane Burnett. Now, uh, I know I, I thanked you the other day, um, but I got a chance to really sit down and read letters today, me and my wife both. And just, you guys send some of your stories are incredible. They're very inspiring. But Jane Burnett said she wanted me to give a shout-out to 96 South Carolina. And I said to my wife, what's 96? She said, that's the name of the town. I said, oh, okay. So a uh, very historic town. Uh, a lot of uh, wonderful educational stuff that goes on there. And uh, Jane Burnett, uh, shout-out to 96 South Carolina. Thank you very much. And one more um, shout-out here, and thank you, Frank and Cheryl Klein. The ones that sent me the big whoopee cushion, remember I showed you that whoopee cushion? Well, I didn't get a chance to read their letter until today. And I just want to ask all of you, all of the Live From America audience, to please pray for Frank and Cheryl Klein. Frank is going through a number of health issues right now. He has served uh, God well. He has served humanity well. He's been a volunteer coach. He's a great Great, great man from what it sounds like. And uh, I am asking all of you to please put Frank and Cheryl Klein in your prayers that God uh, is there with them and that they, he can bring them through this tough time that they're going through with the health issues that, uh, that Frank has. And Frank, buddy, we'll be praying for you. Me and my wife and my family will be praying for you tonight. And thank you so very much for the kind gifts for the donations that you guys send, that's the lifeblood of this show. Other than God himself, the lifeblood of this show is the donations that you guys send. I would have never left my career to do this full time if it wasn't for all of you reassuring me that you would be funding this show. And ever since then, this show has been completely viewer funded. Now, I will work with um, 
small businesses like uh, PatriotFoods.com, which definitely continue to can, uh, go to PatriotFoods.com, guys, for your produce. And uh, I, I'll be talking with them again next week. I'll be working with them. And they will do some sponsorship uh, when we get to digital TV and stuff like that. But those are the only people that will ever fund this show is you and small farms, small American businesses. It will continue to be a viewer-funded show. So if you can help, please do. Now, my favorite part of the show where we give our honor, we give our love, and we give our attention to God on high, baby. Because without him... We are absolutely nothing. Now, I know Mike Lindell's got absolute proof and absolute uh, interference, but without God, and I'm sure Mike would agree with me, we are absolutely nothing. And tomorrow, I'm, I just got an email from Mike Lindell and his team. I believe that I will be doing a live um, interview tomorrow on Mike Lindell's live for frankspeech.com. They are a little bit behind. I did get another email today that said that they're still getting attacked. They're still working on those. They're not going to rush it. They're not going to push it. They're going to make sure that everything is safe, secure, and ready to go when it opens up for everybody. So I'll let you know tomorrow what time that I will be live on Frank Speech with Mike Lindell. But we got to stop talking about that. We got to stop talking about this, that, and the other. And we got to get to God, April 21st, 2021, right here, reading from Jesus Calling. And then I will give you the devotional, uh, or I'll give you the um, the verses that this devotional comes from. But if you have your Bible, if you have it with you, open up to Romans 12 too. Now, Romans is towards the back of your Bible. But the devotional says this, habitual ways of thinking do not die easily. You may need a, or you may need to recapture the same thought many times before you gain mastery over it. But all that effort leads to a marvelous result. Increased freedom to think my thoughts and commune deeply with me. Wait with me while I renovate you from the inside out. We all need a little bit of a renovation, right? We all need a little bit of an upgrade, right? Not a Nancy Pelosi facelift upgrade, not one of those, but we all do need an upgrade and a renovation constantly from God. And with your close communion with him, with your close conversation with him, with your love for him, uh, he can do that for you. So habitual ways of thinking do not die easily. You may need to recapture the same thought many times before you gain mastery. But all that effort leads to a marvelous result. Now, that is pulling from Romans 12.2, which says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, before I read the second, the second verse where that's pulling from, i got to say, that's true, man. If you look at this world, everyone, I bet you everyone that's watching right now, you that's watching right now, you are probably thinking to yourself, or you've thought to yourself many times, man, this world has gone to hell in a handbasket, or this world is messed up, or this world is not what it was when I was a kid. So imagine imagine to yourself how bad this world is. Imagine to yourself how much evil is in this world. So then ask yourself, why would you want to conform to this world? No, 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 no. As soldiers of God, as people of Christ, we are not to conform. We are to lead. We are to lead by example. We are to show the world. We are to be the light to the world. Not us specifically. No, no, we are vessels. But us as a conduit from God. All right? Now, the second uh, verse where this devotional comes from is 2 Corinthians 10.5. I really like the books of Corinthians. But 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Imagine, imagine if every thought you had, every decision you made, everything that you said before you said it, you thought of Christ first. 
Imagine how much better we would all be. Imagine that. We sure as heck wouldn't have this guy right here. We sure as heck wouldn't have Corn Pop, I can tell you that. Mmm. And before you turn out that light tonight, what hurtful thought patterns is the spirit shining his light on? Write them down so you can root out the distortions and replace them with the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like anything else. If you're not willing to admit you have a problem, you're not going to get over it. Okay? If you don't sit down, like, look at it this way. When you have the honeydew list at home, right, where all the things you have to do at home, or let's just say that you have a ton of things to do at work, it's best to sit down and write down that list, right, so you can cross them off the list. Same thing goes with the problems that we have every day in life, the things that we want to root out, the things that we want to get away from. We need to write them down, and we need to cross them off one by one. We need to cross them off one by one, and I'm just as guilty of that as everybody. I need to do that more as well. All right, folks? So let's get to the Lord's Prayer right now. If you're new to the show, we always say the Lord's Prayer before we start. We say trespasses rather than debts, but you're more than welcome to say debts and debtors rather than trespasses and trespassers, okay? If you can, please say it loud and proud so God can hear it. But if you can't, then say it internally for the Spirit to hear it, okay? Shall we? Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, before we get started with the news, I do want to read something really, really incredible to you. Okay. You're really going to like this, I think. This is from Sharon Scone. Oh, wait. I'm going to read you Sharon Scones later. Let's, let's move on to another one first. We'll read Sharon's in a little bit. Let me read you another one right here. And this comes from, this, this pertains to, to, to the Lord's Prayer. All right. This says, watch your live show since November. Really enjoy that show. Really enjoy that your show is filled with everything someone needs to know. God, Christ, and the real news. I also love your humor. I always giggle, and humor is such a good medicine and much needed in these times. I am writing to you because I have a friend that I have known for a few years, and he lost his girlfriend just before the new year, and he was so lost. He's been watching your show with me ever since. He needed to heal, and is slowly, and for some reason, oh, he, he needed to heal, and he is slowly, and for some reason, You have done that for him. Well, all glory go to God. Along with my good cooking, too, she says. He also so enjoys saying the Lord's Prayer with you. He is loud and proud, and that... Hold on, where was I at? He is loud and proud, and that makes me smile. I was wondering if you could put him on the list for a Bible. It would mean so much from you to him. He doesn't know that I'm writing you about this. I asked in passing if he had a Bible, and he said no. And I told him, there's a little bit of typo there, so let's see if we could do something about that. And he just nodded. I was planning on getting one from him, for him, and he he said, once how cool is that you give Bibles. There's a little little bit of misspells there, but I do that every every day when I send out a newsletter. Uh, It would just make his day. His name is Stephen Smallwood. And his address, well, I'm not going to say his address. Thank you so much for all you do. And you are a breath of fresh air. 
for all patriots. You and your family are in our prayers. Thank you for listening. Stephen Smallwood, let me just tell you something right now, buddy. I understand what it's like to lose. I understand what it's like to mourn. And I understand what you're going through. I also understand that I didn't have the Lord at that time. And God has used me in so many special ways lately. And he's used me to help you. And that inspires me. It brings a tear to my eye. I'm trying to try not to cry as it is. Because I know what you're going through, my friend. I know what you're going through. Let me just tell you, I love you. I care for you. And I'm going to send out a Bible right away. I'm not going to wait for the directory to go up for you to sign up for one. Because it looks like you need one right now. I'm going to send one out right away for you. It'll go out in the morning. And I just want to tell you, keep your head up, man. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Because you are a child of God. And your girlfriend is in a place where you would be happy to know that she's at. If you truly, truly do have a relationship with Jesus. So get closer to God. And you'll be able to talk to her whenever you'd like. Love you, man. Stay strong. And keep going and, and keep going hard. Keep going hard, okay? All right, folks, we're going to get to the first and foremost section of the day. Are you ready for the news? Well, then here we go. Arizona Forensic Audit is gearing up and is underway already today. It is set to begin. They have a nice big arena from one side to the other filled with the entire process. The cages, the security, the tables, the audit uh, processes, the uh, armed and unarmed guards to make sure that everything is done properly. Guards to and from where these ballot machines and, and, and uh, ballots and machines are coming from. The machines went there first. The ballots will be coming later. They probably might be already there already right now. But I do want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that they do need help. And I told you a few days ago that Google was was silencing that story. They were censoring that story, and they were not letting the request for help get out. So I want to give you the emails that you, if you're in Arizona and you want to help, you want to help do this forensic audit, they do need help. They do need numbers. They need people. They need eyeballs. They need hands. They need children of God there to do the right thing. So I'm going to give you the two emails right now that you can um, you can use and you can reach out to these folks. The first one is Arizona Audit at ProtonMail.com. If you're in Arizona or if you want to go to Arizona and just help, if you, if you have the resources to do that, then I encourage you to do it. Reach out to them by Arizona Audit at ProtonMail.com. Also, you can email them at Info at ArizonaAudit.com. Again, that is info at ArizonaAudit.com and ArizonaAudit at ProtonMail.com. Please, please, if you can, if you're close or if you have the resources to get there, reach out to them, get your behind down there, help them out. This is probably one of the most important uh, procedures that you'll ever be involved in and this situation is going to be epic as it pertains to the election fraud that happened in 2020. So again, Arizona Audit at ProtonMail.com and info at ArizonaAudit.com. Okay, now let's quickly talk about the Clinton-loving, Trump-hating 
dum-dum, which is the Secretary of State there, Katie Hobbs. She has been trying everything under the sun to make it so that this audit does not happen. She has actually got together with Clinton attorneys who took Soros money in the past and who are still working off Soros money today. And when I say Soros, yes, I mean George Soros. Katie Hobbs, she needs to recuse herself from any and all conversations or anything else pertaining to this Uh, forensic audit. Why? Because she is on record calling Trump supporters, all of you, all of us, putting us under an umbrella, calling us neo-Nazis. Do you think that a Secretary of State who have legally filed and sent the wrong slate of electors to Washington, D.C. when she knew that there was problems. She was probably a part of all of this. Maybe she was part of that $3 million that got sent from Zuckerberg to Maricopa County that nobody knows what happened to or where it went. Who knows? Long story short, Katie Hobbs is not a patriot. She's not on the side of truth. She's not on the side of the Constitution. She is on the side of calling uh, Trump supporters neo-Nazis and using attorneys that work with Hillary Clinton in order to try to stop or at least bully the audit team that is doing this forensic audit. So let me, I have pulled up, I've pulled up um, a screen here for you to see. So let's move this over. Arizona Soros-backed Secretary of State Katie Hobbs has blaring conflicts of interest with Senate's Maricopa audit and she immediately, she must immediately recuse herself. There she is. Miss Katie Hobbs, let's read the story, shall we? At a crisis moment in not only Maricopa County but and Arizona, but for our country as a whole, the elected official who has the absolute power to defend our Constitution from enemies both foreign and domestic and who could champion election integrity, honesty, and transparency has instead chosen to viciously attack those she should support. This individual is Arizona Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, okay? Uh, Arizona Secretary of State in charge of certifying election results called Trump supporters neo-Nazis. Well, President Trump has made it abundantly clear he is more interested in pandering to his neo-Nazi base than being POTUS for all Americans, Hobbs said in a 2017 tweet. Well, isn't that something? Let's move on, shall we? There she is with her masky pad on. It looks like a China masky pad, but let's talk. Let's continue to read here. We also reported this morning on her numerous connections to George Soros, the Clintons, and far left nonprofits used for Democrat causes. Ooh. In addition to the connections to corrupt individuals and politicians, we have uncovered one of her relationships that should force her to recuse herself from any activities surrounding the Senate's audit of Maricopa County's 2020 election results. A shocking connection has been uncovered between Katie Hobbs and one of her attorneys who signed that Perkins Co... Uh, I don't know what that is. Um, April 6th demand letter. Okay? <clears throat> And it says, breaking law firms now threatening to sue the auditors selected by the Arizona Senate who just want to determine the accuracy of the election results in Maricopa County. That lawyer is Rupali Desai from the Phoenix law firm of Coppersmith Brockelman, whose bio states she heads the firm's election and political law group and is leading and is the leading election lawyer in Arizona, including bringing and defending election challenges. She has served on the board of the Arizona chapter of, 
of the radical far-left nonprofit, the ACLU, for the last six years. Desai is the very same attorney who represented uh, Secretary of State Hobbs in a case against the Trump campaign in Maricopa County in November. The campaign wanted ballots in Maricopa County examined and hand-counted. Howard Fisher in the Arizona Capital Times stated that Desai accused the Trump campaign of having an ulterior motive in filing the suit. She said it is trying to present claims of fraud untethered from the from reliable and admissible evidence. Hmm. Could that be the same unreliable and admissible evidence that they are uncovering right now, Ms. Hobbs? Could that be the same unreliable evidence that you are trying so hard, along with the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and the entire left, to try to stop from coming out? Hmm? Are you part of this entire fraud scheme, the same scheme that Brad Raffensperger, Brian Kemp, uh, Governor Whitless, Governor Wolf, and the rest of the swing states are involved in? I imagine you are, and you should definitely recuse yourself. So, on tomorrow's show, we will actually call Miss Katie Hobbs' office and let her know what we think of her, hmm, rhetoric, of her racist rhetoric, and of her conflict of interest in which she should recuse herself from all activities surrounding the Maricopa County uh, Forensic Audit. However, I do want to say I applaud all of the guys out there and gals who have put this together. They are true heroes, and if you really want to pin a cape on a hero, it's Fincham and the rest of those folks out in Maricopa County who have literally worked harder than probably any other group of lawmakers in this country to make sure that the truth is uncovered. Hey, Georgia, follow suit. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and New Hampshire. We already know they're doing their little part there in my, t- in my state, but we need to follow suit, and this is huge. Now, let's move on and give the first Smarty Award of the day today, shall we? Now, this is going to go to Senator Ted Cruz. Now, I know I've given him the Smarty before. And I, and I got to tell you, Senator Ted Cruz has come a long way. He has gained a lot of people's respect over the years. Now, in addition to the Smarties and the Dum Dums, somebody told me they were sending me airheads, you know, the little candy airheads, for people like AOC, and I can't believe I never thought of that. I can't wait to add a new candy into the repertoire of candy that we already have that describes people in politics. However, that's a story for another time. Ted Cruz shuts up Stacey Abrams. That's why he gets a Smarty Award today. He used his intellect and he used facts. You remember facts, right? I know that we've been desensitized to real facts and we have been pushed towards fake news as being facts. Well, not in Ted Cruz's land. In Ted Cruz's land, facts are still facts. And he used those facts to silence Stacey Abrams. Is that all we ever had to do was use facts? She had no comeback. I'll bring up the video so that we can uh, enjoy it all together. This is Ted Cruz silencing Stacey Abrams. Here we go. Oh, wonder why we got no volume. Oh, okay. You have said that quote. Let's, let's, let's bring it back. It's been over two years, and you still refuse to concede that you lost the race for governor in Georgia in 2018. <laughs> You have said that, quote, you do not concede that the process was proper and that, quote, they stole it from the voters of Georgia. 
yes or no, today, do you still maintain that the 2018 Georgia election was stolen? As I have always said, I acknowledged at the very beginning that I that Brian Kemp won under the rules that were in place. What I object to are rules that permitted thousands of Georgia voters to be denied their participation. In oh, of course election. you did. Of they course, their votes cast out. And so I will continue to disagree with the system until it is fixed. We have seen market progress made, and unfortunately, it was undone in SB 202. But I will continue to advocate for a system that permits every eligible Georgian to cast their ballot. Ms. Abrams, I'm going to ask you to. Oh, no. Oh, no. Skip the ad. Yes, I want to skip this ad. I don't want to see this ad. Come on now. To please answer the question I asked, which is, do you, yes or no, do you still maintain the 2018 election was stolen? That's your language. My full language was that it was stolen from the voters of Georgia. We do not know what they would have done because not every eligible Georgian was permitted to participate fully in the election. So you also told the New York Times that your loss, quote, was fully attributable to voter suppression. Ms. Abrams, do you know in Georgia whether the percentage of of African-American Georgians who are registered to vote and who turned out to vote is it higher or lower than the national average? It is higher than the national average because Georgia is one of the largest states with an African-American population. But it, it, that's not tied to the size of the population. The percentage of black Georgians who are registered to vote in 2018 is 64.7%. That compares to 60.2% as the national average. The percentage of Georgians who voted in 2018, the election you claim was stolen from you, was 56.3%. That's higher than the national average of 48%. Let me ask you this, Ms. Abrams. In 2018, do you know which demographic group in Georgia had the highest registration percentage and the highest turnout percentage? I have a guess, but I will defer to you for the answer. The answer is African Americans had the highest registration and the highest turnout, despite your claiming that the election was stolen and there was somehow voter suppression. Get her. And if you watch the rest of it, and you can see the rest of it on Rumble, she doesn't know what to say. She just sits there and she's like, if you say so, basically. See how confused she looks? Of course she looks confused anytime she speaks. But did you see how confused she looked? She didn't know what to say to that. She didn't know what to say to Ted Cruz saying that. If she's so right, then how come his facts... <laughs> what are those facts? Hey, Stacey Abrams. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> also, Stacey Abrams. Nobody cares. Oh, man, that woman. Man, she's always race. It's all race. Everybody's about race. Race, 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 race. But he shut her up. He put her in his place. And for that, Ted Cruz gets a smarty. Award. Did you see what she said? Well, I, I, I've always said that, that, that Brian Kemp um, won uh, for the laws that were in place, but the laws that are in place are, 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 are racist and they're, and they're bigoted and they're oppressive. Huh. But speaking of IDs, speaking of IDs, I, I, I thought of something today. I said to my wife, I said, she was here today helping me um, inventory Bibles and stuff that people are sending. And I said, Hey, I should try to log into Facebook and see what they say. So I tried to log into Facebook and it said the same thing that it said the last, you know, back in February when they banned me, um, where they want me to show an ID. And I thought about that and I go, wait a minute. 
How many times has Facebook asked me to see my ID to prove it was me? Many times because people were impersonating me and Facebook shut down my page and said, we don't believe this is you. Prove it's you. So I had to show my ID. And then I thought about it and I said, oh, Twitter did the same thing. Twitter's done the same thing. And then I thought about all of the time that social media asks you to prove who you are by giving an ID. And I'm thinking, well, if social media, like Facebook, is asking for an ID, but then Facebook CEO comes out, and so does Osama bin Wannabe, Jack Dorsey for Twitter, and says that Georgia voting laws are racist, are you meaning to tell me that it's okay for a social media site to make you prove who you are by giving an ID, but it's not okay for a state to make you prove who you are to vote, to put somebody in power that can actually make laws and change your entire state or your country for that matter so is facebook racist is facebook racist is twitter racist for asking for ids well the answer by their logic would be yes they are racist for asking for ids because they say that the reason why asking for ids is racist is because it costs money that people might not have or it makes you travel and transport yourself to buildings that people don't have access to in order to get those documents well, what about Facebook? And what about Twitter? You're racist. Those are racist. It is racist to ask me for an ID, and Facebook asks you for that ID. And I go, I thought to myself, wow, I never realized that today, but just add that to the list of other companies like Coca Cola, Woca Cola, Delta, and the rest of them who make you give them an ID for you to use any of their services. So yes, you should definitely have to have an ID to vote to give somebody the power to change law and change the way your entire country uh, or your state or your city or your town functions. Yes, it's common sense, dum-dums. It is common sense. Now let's move on to another Smarty. Boy, we got back-to-back Smarties today. I love it. I wish I could just give away Smarties all day and no dum-dums, but unfortunately in the world that we live in, we can't do that. This Smarty is going to go to Montana Governor Greg G... uh, I hope I say this right. Gianforte. Greg Gianforte gets this today. Oh, I missed. I should get a dum-dum award. <laughs> anyway, uh, Greg Gianforte. Now, I know I've given him a dum-dum award before, but he is a Republican. He is a Republican. I have thrown a dum-dum award in the rhino bucket for him before, but he just signed into law two election integrity bills causing the left to freak out, causing the left to to boycott, call, uh, gather to the streets, say it's oppression, say it's suppression, say that this is a racist law. Anyway, long story short, Greg Gianforte, governor of Montana, so if you live in Montana, you should like this, um, signed two election integrity bills, one that would tighten voter ID requirements and the other that eliminates same-day voting. And, of course, the left is attacking them and suing them now for voter suppression. However, House Bill 176, if you live in Montana, you should know this, House Bill 176 moves the deadline to register to noon the day before. So no longer can you register same day. You have to register the day before by noon. Not that big of a deal, right? One day? Is that voter suppression? Really? Really? You can't get your lazy butt there to register one day before. you got to do it on that day or else it's racist. Okay, that's House Bill 176. Great job, uh, Governor Greg Gianforte. The other is Senate Bill 166. 
169, again, that's Senate Bill 169, which restricts acceptable IDs to use for voting and, this is great, requiring some voters to present two forms of ID before casting a ballot. Great job, Montana, and we just hope that the rest of these states continue to follow suit. And since we've given away two dum-dum, I mean two Smarty Awards, back-to-back, we got to follow that up. we got to balance it out. we got to give a dum-dum award, right? And I've never given this person a dum-dum award. Why? I don't know. Because I could give her a whole bag of dum-dums easily. And maybe even those airheads that are coming in the mail. However, this Dumb Dumb Award is going to go to Chicago Mayor Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot. That's definitely going into a swamp donkey bucket. Uh, That's right. Chicago Mayor Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot told media outlets today that she is considering, wait till you hear this, this is going to make you laugh, but it's also going to make you mad at the same time. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Here we go. Lori Lightfoot told media today that she is considering instituting a change in policing. Now, we're talking about literally the murder capital of the world, right? Where 12-year-olds down to 2-year-olds get murdered every day by uh, gang violence, black-on-black violence, uh, drive-bys, all sorts of stuff, right? But that's not not racist or anything like that. That's just children getting murdered. Ah, let's not talk about that, right, Chicago? Anyway, in the murder capital of the world, um, she wants to institute a new form of policing. Change it all. And what she's going to do from now on, if she gets her way... Police will have to ask permission from their immediate superiors before engaging in a foot chase. She says that nobody should die as a result of being chased. I would argue to Mayor Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot that nobody is dying because of a foot chase. The cops aren't just going around, jumping out of their cars and starting to run after people. That is the way you're making it sound. No, 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 no. The cops are giving a lawful order to stop, stop resisting, and to provide maybe an ID or at least to uh, to stop for questioning. If somebody runs, that is a choice that they make. Now, I, I agree. Nobody should just get shot in the back if they're running. And I highly doubt that nine times out of ten, anybody who's running gets shot just because they're running. No, they do things like that guy did in that Burger King that one time. Remember when he fell asleep because he was drunk? And then he then he uh, tried to take the gun from the cop and then ran. Ended up getting the taser, turning around and pointing the taser at the cop. The cop didn't, you know, shot. That is when you get shot. So you make a choice. You make a choice whether to comply to a lawful order or you make the choice to run. Either way, it is not the cop's choice that you decided to run. And now a cop is going to have to, if Lori Lightfoot gets her way, a cop's going to have to go, excuse me, sir, um, this person's running and he's getting away really, really fast. What do I do? Um, You have permission to chase the culprit. Well, he's already way too far away and there's no way I'm going to catch him. Over. All right. Well, just call it a loss. (laughs) I mean, how stupid. How stupid is that? Hey, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. You're fired. You're fired. What is going on here? The world, look, 
The left wants no police. The left wants complete anarchy because they are told to from China. China's ultimate goal here is to cause so much disruption in this country that we literally lose our fabric of what makes this country great. We lose the rule of law. We lose it all. That's what they're trying to do. That's what China wants to do. They're sitting back right now laughing at this country. And so are other countries. They are laughing at the way we are literally crumbling from the inside out. All great nations destroy themselves throughout history. Look at Rome. It's exactly what's happening here, and we are letting it happen here. Why? Because we are not taking the bull by the horns and punishing the people properly who do this crap. If we rolled up into, if if the feds actually were do their job and they rolled up into the Senate and rolled up into the House and they yanked out Stretch Face Armstrong and the rest of these people like Maxine Waters who was causing the trouble in this country, AOC, and they threw them in jail and then they went on the streets and they literally, with an iron fist, ruled the way they should because of the burning and the looting and the murdering, you'd see this all stop in literally one week. If we rolled up into CNN and grabbed Brother Fredo by his underwear like his older brother, Andrew Cuomo, the sexual predator in New York, used to do back when he was little and gave him Texas wedgies and put him in handcuffs and threw him in jail for lying and causing division and causing uh, riots in this country, you'd see it all change real quick. But unfortunately, we're not like that anymore. We're just the America that just sits around and lets things happen, and we don't do any of that anymore. So it's truly, 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 truly depressing. Now I'm going to read you the email from Sharon Schuin. Coming from Illinois, since we're talking about Chicago and, and, and Lori Lightfoot, there's, there's a few other dummies there, like Dick Durbin and others. And she sent me this email today, so I wanted to read it to you on air. So thank you, Sharon, for this email. And it says this, I contacted my Illinois senators, and a Chris from Dick Durbin's office actually called me back. Left a message, it's his cell, and his cell number is 202 Six zero four eight five five three. Again, grab a pen real quick. And if somebody can hear, put this in the comment threads. 202-604-8553. He called her back, left a message. And she, and, she, and she says, I called him and cannot believe the ridiculous brainwashed things that he said to me. She said this. The following things is what he said to her. There was no voter fraud. Even though Mike Lindell has shown absolute proof of that, and so has uh, Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell, and every other investigator in the planet, okay? There was no voter fraud. He says that she shouldn't listen to the news that pushes that. It's not healthy. He says Mike Lindell's evidence was laughed at. He did watch it and laughed himself. There has always been problems at the border. This is not new. Resident Biden is fine. Nothing wrong with him. Chris is 38. And seems to forget things, apparently. He says, we should have compassion for Hunter and his drug problems. We don't know if it's true about child pornography. And he didn't really answer her about Hunter's involvement with China. He says, voter ID is unconstitutional. Because you have to pay money for an ID. She said, well, Illinois gives everything else away for free. Why not that? She says, we discussed showing a birth certificate. But he said that costs money, too. So apparently paying for things is not racist if you have to pay for things. Might as well just go into a store, grab gas, grab whatever you want for free and say, hey, don't don't tread on me. Don't be racist against me. So uh, so she goes, so I said those poor children can't register for kindergarten then. It was 23 minutes of nonsense and I and I'm a bit shaken but didn't let him know. Thought if you wanted to call him, you could do a much better job debating. So we're going to make 
schedule, we're going to make time to call Chris from Dick Durbin's office, the number 202-604-8553. And you can do this on your off time, too. If you want to call him, just let him know how incredibly stupid his comments are. And do not let him talk over you. If it results in him hanging up, oh well. Do not let them play this democratic, liberal crap that they always do, where they talk over you until it's time for the conversation to be done. Thank you, Sharon. I really appreciate that very much. All right, moving on, folks. Mark McCloskey. You remember who Mark McCloskey is? Mark McCloskey and his wife were that couple that walked out of their house with the with the uh, the AR and the and the pistol when BLM was breaking into their neighborhood, broke into their privately gated community, and were going to loot and destroy their house. And they came out and they, you know, Second Amendment you know, protected their house. Well, Mark McCloskey, he used to be a Democrat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he is now running for U.S. Senate. Hasn't formally said he is, but trust me, he is. He will be running for the U.S. Senate in the state of Missouri as a Republican. And this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you either get older or you have a run-in, truly have a run-in with the left. You go, wait a minute, what was I thinking? I shouldn't have been a dummy like that. I shouldn't have been a dummy crat. I should have been a Republican this entire time. So, Mark McCloskey will be running for Senate in the state of Missouri as a Republican, and he has my full support because he has been through it. He understands, just like Kirsten Sinema and just like Joe Manchin, understand what happens when their own party turns against them. It's completely crazy, and Mark McCloskey has my full support. Moving on, officer, a police officer in Virginia. Now, you probably have heard this story, but I really wanted to bring it to your attention if you didn't know it. Um, and I have not got uh, the number or anybody to call about this yet, but I am working on it. But I just wanted to plant the seed right now. Maybe you can find something out on your own. Officer in Virginia with 18 years of service on the force has been fired right out of the blue. Just fired. Boom, you're gone. For anonymously donating $25 to the defense fund of Kenosha teenager Kyle Rittenhouse. This is worse than cancel culture, folks. This is Nazism. This is them calling us Nazis, but doing the same thing as they're blaming us for doing. This is worse than cancel culture. If a police officer off-duty cannot anonymously donate $25 to somebody who he believes had the right to do what he did without the fear of losing his job, that is Nazism. This is the left. Call it what it is. The party of Nazis, the party of radicals, the party of racists, the party of bigots, and the party of dummies who literally know nothing and probably are the most ignorant people on the planet. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, an officer with 18 years, 18 years of experience, and he can get fired for donating $25 anonymously to Kyle Rittenhouse? We're going to get those numbers. We're going to call them all together. Trust me, we will do this. But we just got done talking about Brother Fredo, right? And his older brother, Andrew Sexual Harassment Cuomo. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how much hot water this guy could be in because he seems to dodge everything, but he's in hot water again because now new evidence is coming out that he used state resources in order to write his new pandemic memoir. Remember I told you a couple weeks ago that Andrew Cuomo was writing a book on the way he handled the coronavirus? even though he literally murdered 15,000 people, 
this guy Derek Chauvin goes to jail because he did his job and and, and literally, uh, he, you know, like again, he, he probably did some criminal negligence there by by keeping the guy down there for so long. But we have seen four other demonstrations now where people were on the ground with people the same size and weight of Derek Chauvin on their neck, knees on their neck, knees on their shoulder blades, and they were fine. So I don't really know if he could even be charged with criminal negligence, and more than likely, he will get off on an appeal. However, long story short, Andrew Sexual Harassment Cuomo is now um, under fire again because he used state resources, money, and, and influence in order to write his pandemic memoir. But what's up with the 15,000 people he killed? Huh? What is up with the um, nine people that he sexually harassed? What's going on? How come that is completely out of the news now? We need to make sure that's back in the news. We will do that over the course of the next week, especially when we get back live again. Um, and I want to end the show with giving a final Dum Dum Award. And I did not think I would ever give these guys a Dum Dum Award because I am on their platform. But Parlor, you're going to get a Dum Dum Award. <laughs> Parlor. The social media website that got kicked off of Apple and um, Google platforms, they're back on the Apple Store. Or I think they're coming back next week. However, in order to do that, they had to comply with all of the demands from Apple to be on the iOS Store. And I thought to myself, I wonder what that actually means. I wonder if they're actually going to comply. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to wonder anymore. You don't have to wonder anymore. Because now that Parler has um, permission from the overlords to come back on the Apple Store, they are banning people left and right. I'm getting messages from people that are saying that their pages are being banned on Parler. They're being suspended from Parler. There's a page called Resist the Mainstream. They had 515,000 followers on Parler. Parler just deleted them today. Why? I don't know. 515,000 followers. I love the name. Resist the mainstream. I didn't know who they were until now. But they are on Telegram. And I urge all of you to go find them on Telegram. Resist the mainstream. Because that's what we should all be doing. Resisting the mainstream. Shouldn't we? Ladies and gentlemen, shouldn't we be resisting the mainstream? And they're not. They're on Telegram. But Parler has booted them off of their platform. How disgusting of you, Parler, to give in to the demands of Apple. To give in to the demands of of the devil. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I hope, I hope that Dan Bongino has something to say with his small ownership that he has about the, the, the censorship that is now happening on Parler. It seems like we can't get away from it, folks. It's just a matter of time before it's on Telegram as well. Seems like we just can't get away from it. God bless Mike Lindell and President Trump for both working on their own social platforms. God bless them both. Now, you might think that everything seems to be very expensive lately, right? Everything seems to be out of control and very expensive. I'm going to show you inflation and a very, 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 very stunning... This is, this is absolutely incredible, actually. Um, my wife and I uh, went to order some lumber, and we figured how much it would be for this lumber, and we found out that you can't get lumber now. And if you do get lumber right now, it's super expensive. I didn't know why. I thought, is COVID really stopping lumber from even being able to be produced? No, it's inflation, folks. From last year to this year, and I blame the transition from one administration to another because President Trump always was looking out for the people. Inflation is so bad, and I'm going to flip over so you can see this right here. Now, the one thing you can't see on this screen for some reason is lumber. I'm trying to roll it down 
for you to see it, but I can't get it down there quite enough. Maybe right there. Lumber is up 265% from last year. Crude, uh, WTI crude, 210%. Gasoline, 182%. Bent crude, 163%. Heating oil is up 107%. Corn is up 84%. Copper is up 83%. Soybeans is up 72%. Silver is up 65%. Sugar is up 59%. Cotton, 54%. Platinum, 52%. Natural grass, 43%. Palladium, 32%. Wheat, 19%. Coffee, 13%. And gold is up 3%. And you got to ask yourself, why? why? What is the reason for all this inflation? Well, I can tell you why. COVID is one of them because we had to just release all these massive bills and drive the, the, the cost of our, or the, uh, the, the value of our dollar down. But it's not just COVID. It's not just COVID. It's the trillions and trillions of dollars that the Biden administration is trying to ram through for stupid infrastructure bills, Green New Deals, and to bail out failing Democrat states and cities. That ladies and gentlemen, is why you are seeing all of the inflation. It's disgusting. It should have never, ever, ever happened. We shouldn't be here, but we already all know that we have a, what do you want to call it? We have a uh, an illegitimate person in the White House. And when you have an illegitimate person in the White House and you have illegitimate uh, Senate senators and Congress people and they're passing bills left and right, that's what happens. You are going to, it's all going to roll downhill and it's always going to come back to you and me, the consumer. So, this is what happens when you pass trillions and trillions of dollars of, uh, of, of bills, and this is what happens when you send out stimulus checks to everybody in the country. It would have been better off to give us jobs, get our jobs back, and stop this COVID crap than it would be for that. And that is inflation, ladies and gentlemen. And if you didn't know the definition of it, now you do. And tell your liberal friends at work just incredibly how stupid they are for wanting to get Orange Man out so bad, even at the cost of inflation like we're seeing now. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for today's Live from America, live at five, right here from the live, free, or die state of New Hampshire. I want to thank you all very much. I want to tell you how incredibly awesome it is to continue to do this show no matter what, and I will continue to do the show even on the bus going from Atlanta to Texas. As hard as that's going to be, I'm still going to do it. So, thank you all. Remember, go to JeremyHerald.com for everything. Consider becoming a monthly donor. The big and tall section is back up on the store. we got about nine days left to rack up as much money as we can for some family farms. Please do that and sign up for the newsletter so you don't get lost. There's so many people who haven't been able to find me in three days. If you sign up for the website, you'll never have to worry about that again. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. There's only one Yahweh, so stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. This is Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, saying God bless you and signing out. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. See you later.